You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of PlayStation Unchained. I am your host this week, Benjamin Schillerbehl, aka Chili, and our usual host could not make it this week because of he was incredibly busy writing the things for the Star Wars with the pew-pews and the zappy-zappies and ooh! But it's okay. We've got our sound editor in this week, Kevin, who will probably fix those sound effects. Pew-pew! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while to have you on. Yeah, um, the last one was where we were talking about um, EGX. Ah, uh, yeah, that was fun. It was nice listening. Yeah, but you were bored. Oh, wish I could play those games. Nah, not really, because you played Battlefront and I played it now as well, yeah. and it wasn't exactly that amazing. I felt me. bad for anyone who had to wait three hours to play Battlefront. I didn't really matter anymore. Yeah, I just thought, oh, poor suckers. They had to wait three hours to play ten minutes of an average game. It's, yeah, it's it's average, I guess. I wouldn't say, it's not a bad game. I'm going to give it that. It's not bad, but it's not worth full price. Let's keep that tension for further in the podcast. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, because we got lots of the Star Wars stuff to talk about. Um, we also have our pretty much co-host now, because he's been on so much, Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, how's it going? Uh, not too bad, as I said. Been stuff. Um, and you? Um, I've been pretty good, actually, or well, to a point. Yeah, Just I have... heard about the rage that's building up secretly. Let, let no, that well, hate flow through you, Gary. Let, it's let... not secretly, it's just straight up hate at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the tell the lovely viewers why you're full of the hatred and the malice and the angers. Oh well, since its announcement, I have been looking desperately everywhere in my state and even online uh, for the Witcher Three Hearts of Stone limited edition expansion pack that comes with the physical Gwen cards, and literally nobody in America is carrying it. Everything is from the UK, and I think that's bullcrap. Not so even it's, it's very rare that the UK gets anything that's really nice and exclusive. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to go... Amazon has it. Yes. People on eBay are selling it for ridiculous prices, and those are even from UK as well. So, Well, you could get them cheap if you, if you could read Polish. Yeah, or, <laughs> if I could read Polish. <laughs> which, to be fair, there's mostly... Uh, there's a lot of Polish people in England, so... Which at this rate, if I if I love The Witcher so much, I should probably learn to speak Spolish or read Polish. Spolish. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Spanish, Polish, Spolish. <laughs> combination of the two. <laughs> Accepted. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're talking about combinations and 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 the Star Wars. Uh, let's go straight to the news. I think. This is going to be a pretty short... Well, we say it's going to be a short podcast. Every time I say it's a short podcast, it's going to be like double the length. So this is going to be an average-sized podcast. Uh, first, we're going to go to the Star Wars Battlefront League, 
reveals Han Solo, the Emperor, and Princess Leia. Uh, the, the Star Wars Battlefront will be reportedly featuring iconic characters such as the Han Solos, the Emperor Palpatines, and the Princess Leia's, according to the files that discovered with the depths of the PC beta client. Um, this is a lot of news, so best check here, should have come to um, to um, to read the rest of it. All I know is I'm completely shocked. I mean, these are the characters you never thought you'd see in the Star Wars game. I mean, who ever would ever thought you would have been playing as the Han Solos? I mean, how many scenes was that guy in the movie? Oh, he wasn't in that many, was he? And, and <laughs> Princess Leia, who would have thought such a unique, well-made character would be in a game? Where were they going to pull her moveset from? She has no moves. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I'm completely sure. I mean, how, how did they design these costumes? I don't even remember them being in the movie. Anyway, we'll go to Gary first. Are you completely shocked about the hand solos and the unique Emperor Palpatine, who's, who's obviously never been in the game before, <laughs> in the Star Wars Battlefront game for the first time uh, ever? Um, I'm not really surprised, um, but I'm a little confused about the choice of characters, I guess. I mean, like you said, Princess Leila... What exactly is she going to do as as a playable character in the game? Shooty, shooty, bang, bang, and, and stab <laughs> with the swords. She better have the best laser blaster in the whole game for that case. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I in the, she the wear ready... the slave outfit and distract them with like some sort of dance. Oh, it's all, it's going to go all Metal Gear where like you run into her and you just like go Google <laughs> and the heart appears over your head. I would like that actually. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jabba just rolls over you. Oh man, that's fantastic. But no, um, yeah, I don't know. So some of the character choices are weird. I mean, we already have Vader and Luke, and I guess Emperor Palpatine and what's his name Han Solo is is just See, fine. Like, it it would make sense. But you know, some characters like where's Darth Maul? I think he would make sense. But then again, it's not based on the new trilogy. It's based all on the old trilogy. So I don't. know. We know Boba Fett will be there too. So. It'll be interesting to see how many other characters they add, probably in DLC in the future as well. Well, they said there'll be no. Well, actually, I can't say that yet. Um, Kevin, what do you think of the characters? Needs more Jar Jar. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to play in games, sir. Oh that would God. be. That would actually be better. I, I would actually enjoy the game with Jar Jar in it. Because right now I'm not really feeling it. What, what What would happen if instead of making him a character, Kevin? But make it so that he's a voice modifier for the team chat <laughs> so everyone when you talk you sound like him yeah that would be a good idea but i guess they will not do that because they're too lazy to do that hell doesn't even have voice chat i didn't even hear anyone in the entire game talking <laughs> oh that would be funny though a whole server full of jar jars <laughs> can you imagine that like an hour long this is so happy to shoot you <laughs> that would be funny i'd actually get that game then well, I'm getting it anyway. <laughs> you would double get it then. That's a jar jar. No, wow. I, I wouldn't overdo it. That's that's too much. That's too much. Let's not I, give him the benefit of the doubt. I think the burning question in the I think we're all asking is, I think we've all got to think about this. Hard. Can you play as the Schubaker family from the Christmas special? <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> don't watch it, please. Don't. It's horrendous. 
It doesn't ring a bell, and I'm not thinking I'm going to find the bell either. No, don't want that. <laughs> it, so, right, this, is, this, one's, this movie's so bad, right, that George Lucas allows a movie which shows duck boobies, uh, made the prequel trilogy, but this Star Wars Expo special is so bad that he wants people to burn the copies to get rid of it. I'm like, that's how bad this movie is. He want, he literally wants people to physically burn the copies to get rid of it. It's never been shown again. It was shown once on TV. It was never released on DVD. It was never released on VHS. It was shown once. And it was so bad, he wants to make sure everyone burns their copies. For the better. For the better. <laughs> For the greater good. For the sake of humanity. <laughs> anyway, I think we need Chewbacca as a playable character. And that would make more sense than Princess Leia, though. Yeah. I mean, you see Chewie throughout the movies and actually doing some action. You see him running around, but you, you, you see Leia running around with the characters, but you don't see her do much besides shoot around. So, Also, the I most could... important character in Star Wars is not playable, it seems. R2-D2. <laughs> I'm sorry, that but would, name, one, that'd be brilliant. name one movie where R2-D2 doesn't save everyone. Yeah, it would be brilliant, actually, to see R2-D2 as a character. Without R2-D2, there would be no Rebel Alliance. There would be no one. Everyone would be dead, because R2-D2 is the best character in Star Wars. <laughs> He's the boss. <laughs> he is. Wow. Anyway, while we're talking about the Star Wars, um, Star Wars Battlefront will not have microtransactions. Uh, Dice confirmed that the hotly anticipated Star Wars Battlefronts will not feature microtransactions as the game gears up for its November launch title. Uh, speaking during an interview with Gearspot, Gearspot, <laughs> Gamespot, Dice confirmed that the highly anticipated Star Wars Battlefronts will not incorporate a microtransaction systems. Um, the credits you use to buy things in the game are earned. You play the game, complete challenges, and how you get credits. Uh, it's not part of the core design of how it's worked. This progress is basically in terms of performance. There's got to be some way they're going to make money. Either there's going to be a ridiculous amount of map packs for sale. It's pretty much, it's pretty much clear that they're going for the battlefield kind of. But didn't battlefield have microtransactions? Because you buy golden battle packs. Yeah, but I'm going to assume that they're just going to go for those like, you know, a season pass, and then you have those four map packs. I'm gonna guess they're gonna try that, and maybe, maybe something else besides that, but. I don't think they have some kind of amazing plan. Is it weird that I like microtransactions for some games like this? Yeah. You're weird just for liking them in general. <laughs> well, I, I loved Mass Effect's way of doing it because they had the microtransactions for the characters and weapons that you got from packs that you randomly got. But because of that, all the maps and all the supported DLC was completely free. I would rather have the little bits that you could pay if you want to be an optional and then having the major stuff being free because the stuff that the people were purchasing optional were paying for the ones that was, were going to cost money. If you understand what I mean. I'd rather the emotes or, uh, you know, weapons and crap like that cost a bit of money if you wanted to and then say all the map packs for everyone are free so that way in the future and say, say a year and a half's time when it's, the community's dying and not many people purchase it, maybe. Maybe they don't want to purchase the map, but maybe they don't like the maps. 
and that, so you've got the backpack, you bought it, and there's nobody playing it because nobody's bought it. That's on. At least by making the backpack free and having it supported by microtransactions, you're going to have more chances of people, you know, playing the game in the future, having an actual community. I don't know, Ben. I don't know. I'd rather the microtransactions be free as well, but... Just give us the good old expansion packs from back in the days, and I'll be happy. I I will say this. As much as I hate microtransactions, I think this is the wrong thing to do for EA with this game, specifically. Because Star Wars fans are the most loyal fans on the planet. They will buy anything that's new of Star Wars. And you can make so much more money this way than you could with other games that have microtransactions like a Battlefield um, or a Call of Duty. Um, Star Wars is probably the one game you should have decided to do microtransactions if you wanted to make a lot of money. You could have a it's... blaster, but you could also have a Luke <laughs> Star Blaster. Their Luke Skywalker, a different color lightsaber in the game. <laughs> Instead of a green one, I want a purple one. One ninety nine. They will rank in the <laughs> bank. They will rank in the bank, man, I'm telling you. Uh, That's my opinion. The Star Wars fans are are the easiest marks on the planet to sell to. So, yeah. While we're talking about the microtransactions, (laughs) uh, Kevin, is there anything else you want to add to the Star Wars about the micros? Boo, microtransactions. End message. And Gary? (laughs) Well, just what I said, I hate them. I hate them to the core, everything about them. But with this particular game, I think they missed out on on the huge opportunity to make a lot of money. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about the microtransactions. Now we'll go to the destinies about the microtransactions. Uh, (laughs) Bungie has confirmed that the Guardians will have a chance to purchase new emotes for Destiny later this month. Thanks to the addition of the microtransaction with my Smurfs. Destiny will add the micro emotes. Uh, later this month, allowing games to purchase additional emotes by the newly introduced Eversys Trading Company, developed by Bungie, has announced. Um, there's loads of stuff here. Basically, you purchase silver and then use the silver to purchase the emotes. If you purchase Destiny and you've purchased the Taken King, you'll receive a bunch of free silver. Uh, that'll be enough to purchase one emote for free. Uh, apart from that, you'll have to purchase any more in the future with your real monies. Uh, I really hope there is a Brofist emote because that will be the first thing I purchase. Uh, I will purchase all the emotes and see what they're like, depending on how much they cost. Because I am a sucker. A really big sucker to Destiny. Um, Kevin, will you purchase any emotes from the Destinies? Is that a serious question then? (laughs) Can't you hear the cereal? Super cereal. (laughs) Cereal? I'm being super serial right now. No, but um, surprisingly enough, I already gave Destiny quite a chance because I'm still... You know how I am uh, about Destiny. I'm not really a big fan. And using microtransactions to get those emotes, like really, of all things you can come up with, you go for emotes... Because, yeah, let's have another dance that you can do in front of everybody (laughs) while you make a game that has a storyline and has loads of gameplay. No, let's give people an emotion. (laughs) No, thanks. 
<laughs> I, I don't see the whole use of that. Hey, hey I, I did the raid on Sunday, and before we fought the Oryx, we all danced in a circle. It was <laughs> it was our war dance. I can understand that it's funny, like, but why not make it so you can earn them in the game instead of doing the microtransaction thing? Making people pay for, like, a stupid emote. Eh? The only benefit is they said that the future DLC packs, which were leaked before, has been Vex something or other, and Cabal something or other, uh, Forge of Gods, they'll now be free instead of costing the price that the last two did. So the, the, the DLC and the expansions will be free now because of the emotes. So, yeah. The expansion will be free? Taking King? Okay, I'm going to the store right now. No, the two new, no there's two DLCs coming out. Damn. No, no there's two planned DLCs. Forge of, the Gods, Forge of the Gods and the Vex something something. Nobody knows yet. Something something dark side. <laughs> um, Going then you've probably already explored these areas. <laughs> hey, I, I, I haven't been everywhere in the game, so yeah. Destiny Explorer Edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a video of me doing everything. Uh, Gary, what do you think of these emotes? Will you dance if you want to? Will you will you throw your money behind? Oh God, Ben, don't. This is the saddest thing I've I've probably ever heard all month long. I I cannot believe people are so gullible when it comes to Destiny at this point. Not only were they gullible enough to pay full price for a game they already bought. Hello. I paid double. (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) Not only that, but they also were told that the only way to get some of these new dance moves and emotes was to buy the game at full price with a Taken King. I remember that. That was a huge controversy. Yeah, I pre-ordered at the time. And people were super pissed about that. So not only did they screw people out of that, now they're telling them, oh, well, now we have all these other you know, DLCs for you to buy in microtransactions with more emotes that you probably can't even use if you bought the original game. You have to buy the Taken King. This is just ridiculous. This is Bungie and Activision pretty much knowing their fans, I'm sorry to say, are dumb and will continue to give money to a game like Destiny. That Shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean or anything, Ben. I know you love the game. And oh, that's I don't mind. Who love the game. I'm a sucker but... for microtransactions. I, I, I can take it. I'm a big man, literally. I'm a big man. <laughs> No, I agree with Gary, though. Um, like, I personally... Just... Yeah, just... go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I'm just saying, they are just milking their the fans for so... And they know they're milking them. And the fans are just buying into it. They released a game that looked like it was maybe 40% complete. I'm sorry. And then, oh, a year later, let's release The Taken King and say, well, oh, this is... 100% what... complete. I just, you just had to hack through the walls to get to the rest of the 60%. <laughs> Then they released the Taken King, full price, $60. You know, you don't have a choice but to spend $60 to get it. It's overpriced. Um, completely overpriced and say, oh, well, this is what Destiny was supposed to be like back when so it came out. So buy it first. again for the same price. <laughs> yeah, so why did you release it last year if you knew that it wasn't going to be what it was supposed to be? 
you know. And again, people buy it outsold Metal Gear Solid Five. That's what makes me so sad. In it, it outsold Destiny. What did? The Taken King outsold Destiny. Exactly. It's ridiculous. The game outsold itself. Was <laughs> it that enough? <laughs> but it's let's not so... forget what I what I learned is I I thought you know let's give it a, a shot. And then I started playing with you, Ben, and with Aaron. Yeah. And I had I, I kind of have fun because when you play with other people, it's fun. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I'll play it on my own a little bit as well so I can, you know, level up faster and so we can do yeah. better things or stuff, get better loot, whatever. Yeah. And then I realized, you know what, why not just try to go for platinum? And then I was searching for some of the trophies on the internet, um, the all-known interwebs. And I learned that you need to get the Taken King now because if you want to have platinum, you need certain trophies that you cannot get until you have the Taken King because it's now only available in that DLC. See, I don't and that get is why just... that... You said about the ghost thing, but you always had a legendary ghost before. With the, yeah, the collector edition, the ghost slot doesn't count towards the platinum. It never used to. Well, that's what it said. Um, it yeah. says for some stuff that you need the Taken King, and okay. if that's true, I don't know because I haven't tested it out yet, of course. Yeah. But if it is true... Rip off. Yeah. No, I, I don't know for certain if that is true or not because I had, you, you could get Legendary Ghost before the Taken King, but only if you purchased the Collector Edition so that Ghost Lot didn't actually count towards the trophy before. Yeah, well, it's where, where I checked uh, for the trophy information, it said that yeah. since patch 2.0 ah. that you needed to Taken King um, to get the Legendary Ghost stuff for stuff. Or stuff, stuff, stuff. Yeah. Just, you need to get the DLC to get all the trophies and get wow. platinum. And if that is true, then what the hell are you doing? You know, if you can, if you release a game and then people are trying to get platinum, because it's one of the few things, you know, it's actually enjoyable to try to get the most out of your game, so why not? And then you try that, and it's like, you know what? If we release an expansion, let's just make them buy that as well so they can only get Platinum to do that. I was so close to the last hard trophy for the Platinum last night. The only trophy I need is the Flawless Raid. We got to the final boss with me and my mate not dying. We two-man Crota. We got to the Crota, and he said, Oh, Ben, um, all we got to do now is kill the knights. Don't go outside. There's loads of knights. So I said, okay, mate, okay, camel. So I stood in the room sniping the knights, and he decided to run out to try and saw them and instantly died. <laughs> so, <laughs> so close! So close! <laughs> you told me not to go out there! You told me, camel! Help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got to redo the whole raid again. So That's a bummer. Yeah, you got to do the raid without anyone dying, anyone in the fire team, including yourself. Oh, yeah. yuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and while we're talking about not dying, for some reason, I don't know why this ties in, but I'm just going to do it anyway. The Far Cry Primal is officially announced coming to PS4 on February 2016. Uh, Far Cry Primal is officially announced by Ubisoft, PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, it'll be set in the Stone Age, and you'll be fighting the in the land of Oro. Oreos. I'm going to call it Oreos now. Uh, the interesting, interesting thing about Far Cry is it's flexible, so when a team proposed to explore the idea of Far Cry taking place during the Stone Age in the world of Oreo, uh, we said that let's hear it, 
and the more we heard about it, the more we realised how much of a damn good idea it was, and how much we really wanted some Oreos. Uh, the Stone Age is the perfect setting for a Far Cry game, added John Custer from Goodhood, uh, created Devon at Ubersift. Uh, Far Cry usually puts you at the edge of the known world in a beautiful, lawless and savage frontier. Uh, the Stone Age is in a way the first frontier for humankind. One could say the last. Nah, that doesn't even make sense. It's the time when the humans put a stick in the ground and claim the land for their own. The time when we started claiming the food chain and the time that came with a conflict against the other humans. And of course, but also against nature itself, which we're still fighting even now. To curse you, nature. Damn you, global warming. Curses. <laughs> um, so anyway, the Far Cry is the primals. It's set in Oreo. Um, are you excited for this, Gary? Are you excited for the new Far Cry's? Not even close to being excited. But it's in Oreo. It must I don't be care worse. I have I have no desire whatsoever to play it. I, I'm this this is just Ubisoft seeing another franchise sell well and deciding to go yearly with it. You know, the Stone Age. Sure, oh, it's a great idea, but it's great. All of a sudden, Stone Age has become this great you know, place to go since Horizon Zero Dawn is technically going in that direction and everybody's like, oh, look. An arc. An arc, yeah. Let's, let's all go back to that. You know, it's, it's it's your average hyping moment in gaming. Everyone wants zombies. Oh, zombies. A shit ton of zombie games are out. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. This, not even, the trailer itself was obviously a CG trailer. None, nothing in there told me that's how the game is going to play. Um, yeah, I know it's not going to be like that because there were no towers. <laughs> no towers, that damn it! But you can obviously tell in the trailer they're really pushing the four-player co-op in this. And I thought I'm they confirmed sure... it to be single-player. Really? Yeah. That's a terrible idea. Then the game was going to suck by yourself if that's I the case. It was. It now sunk 10 ranks in Gary's mind. <laughs> well, no, because from the trailer, they keep showing four people, you know, fighting the whole time. Four people slaying yeah, the map. full-fledged single-player experience. A full single-player experience. Boo. <laughs> sure, it's still going to have four-player co-op in, in one way or another. Yeah, but... it would be a really stupid thing not to do that. It would suck even more. Um... My other big problem with it is in the trailer they were speaking, you know, a completely different tongue, which I thought was great. But now, then they went and announced the voice actors for the game. And obviously they're all going to speak in English in that game now, which completely throws it off in every way. Um, I think they should have stuck with the... with whatever the language they had that they decided to use for that trailer. What if, what if they're just having the voice actors speak those weird languages? That would be. Then what's the point of getting those voice actors? Because all the, Ubisoft all is going to Ubisoft. Nobody understands. Because uh. Ubisoft is going to Ubisoft. We want to promote our game by making it have big, famous named actors, even though no one's going to understand what they're going to say. The other big problem with this game is its release date. You announced it in October, and literally four months later, the game is going to come out. It's going to get delayed. It has to get delayed. That or it's going to suck massively when it comes out. Well, let's not forget that actually I don't know if it was planning to announce yet because if you think about it, literally the day before it actually just leaked to the internet 
and the next day it was like, well, I guess we shall announce it. Well, they, they were planning to announce it because they released that yeah. uh, teaser video on YouTube, so the announcement was imminent. And they teased it on their stream before the YouTube video. Huh. Yeah, so it, it was going to be announced anyway, just a week earlier than they had probably hoped. But yeah, I'm I'm absolutely not even close to being excited for this game in any way. As much as I love that that time period, I would love more games to be in that time period. Far Cry is not one of those games. I was already bored to tears with Far Cry three and four because I'm in this huge open area with absolutely nothing to do except taking down towers and fighting the same enemies the whole time. And riding well, elephants. Yeah. <laughs> now you can ride mammoths and take down stone towers. And we we all know, like you guys have said, it's going to be the exact same mechanics and the same thing here. They're going to find some sort of way where everything is barren with nothing to do until you find some small little base with some natives living there and you try to take it over, like you did in all the other Far Cry games. And then you got to find a radio tower. Nothing is going to change. Which would well, be a man on the stage. Except in this, it's not going to be radio tower. It's going to be like a horn that they blow into yeah. and it makes noise. So. It's still no, be a, a radio tower thing. It's gonna a be a weird ass, like, uh, how do you call those? Like one of those bongo things. <laughs> <laughs> the tower is yours. You just have to hit the bongos before it's yours. Oh my god! Don't say that because then it'll be a QTE. It'll, it'll turn into Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> well, at least then it will be interesting. <laughs> For the first two towers, and then the, the next 20 towers. <laughs> Maybe eventually it will turn into just dance. <laughs> that will be the finale, wouldn't it? Just you dance your way to victory. Hell no. <laughs> the, the, the winner is the person who says hello in English. <laughs> hello, is it me you're looking for? Okay, I think I think we've done the Far Cry Primals. Kevin, is there anything else you want to talk about in the Far Cry's? Um, good job milking. That's the only thing I can add about that. Ubisoft is gonna Ubisoft. Yeah, they ruined Assassin's Creed, in my opinion, yeah. and now they're going to ruin Far Cry, which they already did with Far Cry Four. I didn't enjoy it at all. I love Far Cry Three, but the oh, fourth four was one. Just like three. That's what annoyed me. Well, I didn't feel like it in in Assassin's Creed. No, in Far Cry Three, I actually, you know, you, from the beginning, you actually know where you're at, and you 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 sort of got the story in your mind. And then in Far Cry Four, I've literally felt like you got dropped in it. Like, poof, here's a random guy with a chopper. Ooh, you escape. Ooh, now you're in a village. Have I love fun. the fact that you could beat the game though without doing anything. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> I don't know that because I barely played it. Uh, I wasn't enjoying it at all, so I gave up. He's gonna come back, doesn't he? You know, at the start when he's gonna go, when he goes off and you escape, he says he's gonna come back. Possible. I you, don't remember. You remember, you're, he's got that little tea set in front of you. He says, "I'll be right back," and then you escape instead. Um, what you do is just sit there at the tea set, and he comes back, and he gets in the helicopter with you and takes you to the end, and then the credits roll. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You know yeah, what? That gives you a platinum. <laughs> oh, yeah, you sit around for 10 minutes. I think it's 10 minutes, and it just the game just ends. It gives you a, the ending cutscene, and then you get the credits. 
I'm, no words. No words. I'm not even going to reply to that. Let's just you move on to the next. <laughs> can, we, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad right now because the one positive light that Ubisoft had over the last three years is the one game they are completely ignoring at this point because they know they've screwed it up, and that's the division. Oh, okay. I thought you said right now. <laughs> well, right now too, but no, like the division was the only positive thing people were looking forward to from Ubisoft ever since it was announced. And now it's completely like taking a back burner because they know they've screwed it up by adding six developers to the development of that game. I enjoyed what I played with it. But they don't talk about it at all. The game was out in March and they have said almost nothing about it since E3. Wow, just put that just makes me think. Put this in perspective. The new Fallout, new Fallout, yeah, new Fallout game, new Far Cry game comes out before the division. There you go. That is how much faith. I'm sorry, they, they have no faith in that game because they know they screwed it up. All I know is, damn my teammate for shooting the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> we literally went round the corner. And he said, "Oh, a person," and shot him in the head. And then it said, the other teams are now after you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. So, yeah. This makes me sad that a game that was announced three years ago is coming out before two other games that they announced after. No, you mean the game will come out after the two games that announced before? Yeah. Words. Rainbow Six Siege. Hell, what's, what's Parker. now Rainbow Six? Something, something else, as well, isn't there? I like thought a, it was Siege. No, there's another one they announced as well. No, no, not Rainbow Six. Tom Clancy's something, something. Yeah, Tom Clancy's Division is the only one I know of. No, there's another Tom Clancy game they announced recently as well. Oh, well, the only Tom Clancy game I cared about was Patriots and. Oh, that was they, page, that's that's the division, and there was another game. I'm Ghost sure. Recon's Wildlands. That was it? 2016. Yeah, no, Wildlands. I have that no clue fun. what it's about. <laughs> that game is not going to be fun for me. I already know. <clears throat> no, but they haven't, they haven't talked about it yet. They just they announced another one, even though they've got two more games still coming out. Because well, why I, the hell not? I've said it for the longest time. Ubisoft is the greatest company in the world at making their games look ten times better than what they actually are. Their announcements are better than the games. I, I, you might as well just have the announcements. Pay twenty pounds for the announcement and get a platinum trophy for watching it. <laughs> well, you're experience. pretty much, you pretty much know enough because if was it twenty thirteen E three when they started to announce Far Cry four as first game and then they said we start the show big and we go bigger and the next thing is just dance. <laughs> I mean, do you have to? Do you even have to think about it? That says enough, isn't it? Well, Just Dance is the biggest IP of this generation. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows it completely outsells everything else. It is like it's like Call of Duty had babies with Rock Band. Rock Band, <laughs> and then those babies grew up and had babies with Halo, and then that had an offspring with the Call of Duty again, and then that. Baby and then PlayStation was... bought it. And PlayStation bought, and then Sega. <laughs> became a thing and, then, and suddenly we had sonic boom <laughs> yeah. and then sonic boom had babies with it and then suddenly we had just dance 
and obviously from all that pedigree of all those amazing games it is obviously the biggest selling game of all times Gotti game mean, of the it, year it, edition I mean it, it's named after Lady Gaga song it has got to be the best game of all time moving on then I just want to like smash my face in my monitor uh, while we're talking about difficult things that Gary <laughs> obviously wants to do Sony has a really tough challenge right now let's put our hearts out for Sony uh, Drive Club 2 in doubt as Sony admits dry- racing is a difficult genre right now so difficult uh, Drive Club 2 may not happen at all due to racing genre proving to be a difficult market right now, according to Shuji Yoshida, president of Sony Computer Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Um, well, not exactly what I had the chance to see in the sequence of the studios. Basically, they screwed up with the IP and Sony doesn't want to support it again. They just want to support the Gran Turismo's. The, the Gran Turismo 7s, I think. I think is what he really wants to say. Um... Uh, and Evolution Studios should do the wipeouts. They should go make a wipeout. And that's what I say. Uh, Gary, do you think that's what it means? Does he, you know, I mean, we've had multiple parades. we had multiple Need for Speed, Need for Speed arenas. Um, um, I don't agree that the racing genre is difficult right now. I actually think it's the best genre to, to tap into at this point because what do you have? You have Mario Kart, and you have Forza. That's it. Um, I think... Oh, you have the crew with the driving up radio towers. Okay, and then you have... <laughs> that doesn't even count, Ben. Don't even say that. Keep the podcast clean, Ben. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Ned for Speed. Ned for Speed Arena out soon. And and then there's the... What's the other game? What's the one? What, I was thinking of a racing game. It's off... It's, uh, I forgot what it was now. I think the big problem right now is... Oh, Project Cars. Okay, yeah. I think the big problem with all those games you just mentioned is everybody is going for simulation. And I think that's where the problem is. Um, if you're going for simulation, let Gran Turismo do the simulation. They've been doing it for, you know, 15 years now. Let them continue to do what they know what to do. Let Evolution go back to what they were good at, and that was the arcade racer, like Motorstorm. That's what people. That's what I was into. I didn't care for Gran Turismo. I liked my arcade racers, with, like Motorstorm. So what you're yeah. saying is you want another one of the? Oh, damn it! No, what? I can see it in my head. Okay, Speed Racers. I think it was with the little bobblehead characters on the PS1. No, I don't want Speed Racer because no, not Speed Racer, not Ridge Racer. I don't want any of those. Oh, I was about to say Ridge Racer. Damn it. <laughs> I think you did the voice at all. Ridge Racer. Damn it, dude. No, I think I think what you need is you need an arcade racer. Uh, because people don't... There, there's only... The simulated racer is a very niche market, in my opinion. There's a group of people who just love to customize their car, tune it up, get the suspension perfect, and all that. And then there's racers like me who just want to go out smash through stuff, knock people off the roads, and have fun. That's what I was able to do with Mortar Storm. That's what I want to do in Burnout. You know, make a game like Burnout right now. Why was Burnout Paradise the most successful Burnout? Because it was that. It was just you race. It was smash-tastic. <laughs> yeah, you, you got rewarded for destroying other people, like screwing them over, trolling them pretty much. 
You know. So what you're telling me is you want a new road rash. If I got a new road rash, that would be the happiest day ever. But I know EA owns that license, and I don't want it from them. <laughs> <laughs> because EA, two letters. <laughs> yeah. Road rash was one of the funnest games back in the day, man. Driving on the bike, smashing dudes face in with a chain. That was fun. Bring it back. I love that. I think, like I said, Wipeout, um, I guess you can do a new Wipeout, but as much as I love Wipeout, I really think what Sony and other companies who do racing games right now need to do is do a more arcadey racing game. Do a new San Francisco Rush. You know, do something. Because, like you mentioned, every racing game you mention outside of Mario Kart is a simulated racer. Mario Kart is not simulated. It, you're throwing shells at people, and it's super fun. It's incredibly frustrating, and you want to kill your friends playing that game. But it's fun. And I think that's the difference. You know, Drive Club was too simulated, and it launched with a lot of issues. That's probably why Sony doesn't want to do another one. Is It just had way too many issues when it launched. They lost a lot of sales and a lot of fans, in my opinion, with all the issues they had. So... <laughs> Don't ever do that again, Kevin. <laughs> the fact that you have that makes me. Hey, I was I was little and I enjoyed the hell out of it. You can say what you want. Right, well, Don't judge me. Look bad. Awesome. But th- that's my opinion. I I really think. <laughs> I, <got it. laughs> I, I really think somebody needs to go out and do an arcadey racing game like Burnout, like Waterstorm. <clears throat> I think there's too many simulated racers. Just a racing game like you can find in arcade halls. That would be nice. Yeah. Something like Sega Rally. Rally would be good. That's my opinion. Kevin, what about you? Yeah. Sorry, I'm <laughs> very confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I I'm not really a big racing gamer i mean i have project cars i have played dirt 3 um honestly those are the only two racing games i can generally say that i played probably tried out a few more but never really got into other ones only those two and that would be on pc because of my steering wheel it would be nice to see more racing games that were fun you know the simulation stuff is really nice but Let's be honest, as as um as a newlywed to the whole racing thing, if I open Project Cars, I see like the whole settings that you can do for the tires and everything. The only thing I can do is is click OK and hope I'm going to <laughs> to make it to the end of the <laughs> of the match. Exactly. And that would be it. And then that's that's pretty much why I think it would be nice to have one of those good old arcade racers that you could see in arcade halls like Sega Rally. I remember that was on carnivals when I was younger and I I loved the hell out of that. That was fun. So why not have something like that again? Doesn't have to be a whole simulating thing to be successful. That's pretty much the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go on to the next part because <clears throat> damn you recording software for crashing. So I'm going to have to send you in two parts, Kevin. Sorry. Uh, no problem. Sony Ben PS4 title will be the big company's biggest game ever. Uh, the love behind Uncharted Golden Abyss has now been working on a new title for the PS4 for a while now. 
Uh, Sony says it's going to be the biggest studio. I mean, the biggest game the studio has ever created. I really think. Oh, uh, by speaking on the PSLW XOXO podcast, by the way, thank you, podcast, for the name drop for our website. You're an amazing site. I mean, amazing podcast. Um. Anyway, yeah, I I think it might be. What do we call it? Siphon filter. I think mm. it'd be a siphon filters. An open world siphon filters game. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it actually. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, but it, this is the biggest game they've ever done. Ever's. And Gary, uh, I I would I hope that it's a new second builder. I really would because that was a fantastic franchise. Even though they completely screwed it up when it came to PS2 with the Omega Strain, um, a new siphon filter would be fantastic. I mean, there have been the rumors of a new siphon filter for like five years now, coming from Sony Bend. <laughs> you know, there's that that teaser image that leaked uh, that people thought they were going to announce it at E3. Um, that didn't happen. Um, I, I I do hope that it, it is a new siphon filter. It's the only franchise I could think of. That tease image I saw makes me think it's the siphon filters because there's a sap in yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there, there's hidden code that people have found uh, from Sony Ben's website. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that's hinting that it is siphon filter. Um, obviously, the game went portable when the PSP came out. They did two titles. <clears throat> on the PSP for it. Both were great titles. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's the only game I would think of for, for Sony Ben to do right now. That would make sense unless it's a brand new IP or it's another resistance game. It could be another resistance game. I hope it's not a new resistance game. I don't think it will be because the, the, the I don't know. I don't think it'd be the biggest game. I guess it would be their biggest game ever. Maybe they're making the new God of War. I, no, God of War is being done by Sony Monica. That's that's pretty much a given. But they, 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 what if they're making something else? Like, I don't know, Twisted Metal White. Twisted Metal? <laughs> no, Twisted Metal? Twisted Metal is a dormant franchise for Sony at this point. I don't think we're going to see another Twisted Metal for maybe another five more years. Um, but I, it has to be Cypher. It's the only game I could think of for Sony Ben to be doing right now, if it's from an existing franchise. If yeah. it's a brand new license IP, then or a brand new IP, that's that's fine too. But you know what? Pay money, good money for though. What a medieval game? Maybe. Well, they Medi- hasn't... that teeth fake stuff before. The thing about medieval, it's just like Spyro and Jack and Daxter and Crash Bandicoot right now. Everybody wants it. But the sales will never prove that it's a successful franchise. Like it never made it past the PS One era, and it made a PSP game, which was a remake of the first game. Yeah, but they could remake the remake and, for the remake. And it is, oh, that's I the mean, problem. Everyone's so. doing remakes nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Redo the first three Siphon Filters as one, and I'll be happy. So the, the Siphon Filter HD trilogy. <laughs> Oh, sorry, the the Strained Trilogy. Oh, man. I think it's, I think it's a Cypher. 
And I think yeah. once they finally reveal it, I think a lot of people will be very happy about it because it was a successful franchise for them. And then it went downhill after the Omega Strain came out. Well, talking about a bit of disappointment, when they go to the next article, Shenmue 3 won't be the conclusion of Ryo's story, but it's too lot talk to talk too early to talk about Shenmue 3. Not too talk to talk about. <laughs> um, oh man! No, bad, bad Sega. I mean, bad Yusuke. Bad, bad Yusuke. Um, yeah, no, bad. You made people wait this long for the Shenmue freeze. And then you're going to release the Shenmue freeze, and it's not even going to finish the story that people have been waiting for for the Shenmues. No, that's a bad person. Uh, don't make me put my money back. <laughs> if I could, but I can't. So You wouldn't anyway. I wouldn't anyway, but still. <laughs> what? <It's a> So, what do you think about the fact that the Shenmue 3 will have a Shenmue 4 if we fund the Shenmue 3s enough that there might be enough money for us to fund the Shenmue 4s once the Shenmue 3s are out? Yeah. Who are you asking, Ben? Kevin. <laughs> I'm asking it. I'm asking the world. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> no, um, personally, I don't really care that much because I've never played Shenmue, so I'm not really into it i probably say it wrong as well like cow moo but um <laughs> i'm, I'm not I'm really saying all the words wrong probably but i, I don't mind <laughs> it's a podcast for fun no um i've never played shinmui or shinmu whatever um Shibus. i can understand <laughs> shibus okay i've never played shimus but i can understand why the fans are disappointed that it's not going to be the actual conclusion of his story Whatever it's about, um, because personally I, I don't know, of course, but I can see the frustration of wanting uh, a finish to it, but not getting it. Well, I've never played the Shedmoo three. I've never played Shedmoo one and two, so. Um, but you funded three. Yeah, I funded three. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't fund three, Gary. I didn't pay the entire game. You would if you could. <laughs> I just so you sound like rich enough just to fund the whole <laughs> franchise on my own. Send your suggestions to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I had that much money, there would be a game about goldfish motorbikes. I, I, I don't know why, but there'd be goldfish that ride motorbikes. <laughs> Let's hope it never happens. <laughs> Wow, dude. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Anyway, Gary, yes. now that we've covered the fact that I didn't fund Shenmue 3, um, <laughs> what do you think of Shenmue 3 not you know, finishing the story of Ryu? Uh, man, it's... I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been better if he never said that it wasn't going to finish the story. Um, if they just released it and after people played it, they saw that it didn't finish the story. Oh, yeah, so uh, announcing... the game. I, I don't need to play it now. It's the story. Yeah, because you know it's not going to finish. What's the point? Um, but people waited 14 years. 14 freaking years for Shenmue 3. And who knows what's going to happen with Shenmue 3 that you're going to say it's not going to finish the story. I mean, 
I think Shenmue, like when Shenmue was announced, I think they planned it as like a 12 part series, which is just ridiculous. But, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, I hate it when people announce a game as a trilogy or something like that, because you're taking a huge risk that you're never going to finish that trilogy. And that's what happened with Shenmue. And it's happening now again with this game, with Shenmue 3. It's like, don't say that. Sure, you were successful with the Kickstarter, but that doesn't mean you'll be successful again with the next Kickstarter, especially with all the controversy that surrounded this one. I mean, you were lucky that you got what you got. Well, if you want to see the ending of Shenmue 3, just buy the Clipster edition, and it'll be on the the behind-the-scenes DVD. (laughs) If you play Bogey, you'll get this. Uh, but yeah, on the Shenmue, Shenmue for you guys, for the guys who haven't played it, it literally was the first game to introduce all the things that made like God of War really good. You know, with the with the QTEs. I mean, that game had hardcore QTEs. <laughs> you know, thanks to Shenmue, QTEs exist. You know, um, the somewhat open world stuff, all the side quests, um, the free fall combat system you see in Batman. I wouldn't be surprised was influenced from Shenmue because it kind of had the same type of fighting style system. So, yeah, I don't know. Like it, to me, like I said, a bad idea to say that it's not going to end the storyline. You should have just kept that a secret because now people are probably going to be pissed off that we're going to have to wait another probably fourteen years for Shenmue Four to come out. Okay, uh, well, we're talking about games that people supposedly had not played yet. Uncharted. Uncharted series hasn't been played by 80% of PS4 owners, says Naughty Dogs. Uh, Naughty Dogs has revealed some interesting statistics regarding Yu-Gi-Oh! based user friends. (laughs) (laughs) The user base of PS4 and experience of the Uncharted series. (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! based. I've got to put it together. It's also serious so the studio could even revisit Jack and Dax at some point. Um, Gary, I can't. <laughs> um, I really like to know what kind of research they did to figure this out to discover that eighty percent of owners haven't played it. Um, I know a lot of users jump ship from Microsoft to Sony with, with the PS4, but I don't think eighty percent of those people did. Um. But I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to know what kind of research they did. But I always thought releasing a, a Uncharted collection was a great idea in the first place. Um, three amazing games for the price of one. Great stuff. As far as Jack and Daxter goes, they've been saying they've wanted to revisit Jack and Daxter since the first Uncharted came out. So uh, I'm not going to hold my breath <laughs> every time a new game of theirs comes out and they say, we might revisit Jack and Daxter at some point. Well, they were working on new Jack and Daxter and then it got turned into The Last of Us. <laughs> Can't imagine the comparisons they had there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. That's that's what Last of Us used to be. Wow, that's incredible. But, yeah, they, but were, yeah. They, they were designing Jack and Daxter to look more realistic and, oh my God, realistic Daxter's like nightmare fuel. Um, and then the guy says, you know what, scrap it, we'll just make this instead. And then The Last of Us came to be. Thank God The Last of Us came to be instead of Jack and Daxter in that world. <laughs>
Nobody wants a super realistic Jack and, St- and Daxter. That's just too creepy. Super realistic Daxter is the most is is horror fuel. It is the horror survival game. Just, exactly. Just the image of him is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath for a new Jack and Daxter because every time they release a new game, they say they want to revisit Jack and Daxter, and it never happens. So. Kevin, I've never played Jack and Dexter. Yeah, um, yeah. As the I didn't play that guy. I have to say at least once in the podcast that I haven't played something. So, (laughs) 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 well, it's the same for Shenmue. So let's just ignore that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what what there is to say about um, the original article. uh, Jack and Dexter put aside. it would be nice to see some older games make a comeback, but not in a way that they try to outdo themselves. Just give that old school feeling again. I think that would be better instead. I agree. I agree. Uh, sorry, I'm I just... sent the picture of realistic Jack to 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 Gary. Skype. No oh, man, <laughs> it looks so bad. It makes. That nice. looks more like an MMO character. He looks like an elf. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm done. I never want to see that again. If they make that Jack and Daxter, I'll, I will lose faith in, in Naughty Dog. It, may, it makes me want to cry. Real t- in fact, I am crying real tears right now. That, that's how bad it is. We all just want Shenmue. We want some Shenmue's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, before I kill everyone, and to piss everyone off with my ridiculous pronunciations of the Shanmus. Um Let's go to the next article of PS4 Price Cut Official by Sony's new cons by Sony's new console. <laughs> I mean, by Sony's console from tomorrow. A new discounted price. No, Sony's not got the PS5 out. The PS4 has just gone down by fifty dollars in the North Americas, and it's gone down in Can- the Canadas as well. Um, you can buy the North the and tried Nathan Drake collection for three hundred and forty nine US dollars or four hundred and twenty nine Canadian dollars. You can buy the Call of Duty Black Ops three PS4 indie bundle at one terabyte of four two nine dollars and four nine nine Canadian dollars. And you can also buy the Disney Infinite three point Star Wars Super Han Solo Fridge PS4 bundle. Five hundred gigabyte three nine nine and Canadian four six nine. You can buy the Star Wars the Battlefronts uh, uh, with Leia um, for a 500 gigabyte hard drive at 399 and 469 Canadian dollars. You can also buy the same one again for some reason, so we'll skip that one. Um, oh, there's a limited edition Star Wars and a normal Star Wars Battlefronts. I don't know what the difference is, but yeah. Um, one's more expensive. The limited edition is $50 more. So yeah, you can buy a limited edition for fifty dollars more for for some reason. Uh, in case you've got fifty dollars that you really want to spend, and you just don't know what to spend it on. <laughs> the limited edition has a, a Star Wars skin on top. Ah, okay. Can, if can I'm we not just mistaken. How... So anyway, can we just say how Canada got the worst deal out of all of those bundles? Not really. Canadian prices means it's cheaper than US. Uh, I guess so, but. It, it looks more expensive when you're in Canada, but 
469 Canadian dollars is actually 350 dollars, which means it's 40 dollars cheaper than your price. Oh, okay. So it it sounds more expensive, but it, once you've actually done the price changes, it's actually cheaper. Oh, okay. I I maybe I guess my biggest problem with this whole thing is the only bundle that's one terabyte is the Call of Duty one, and they're literally charging you almost a hundred dollars more for five hundred gigabytes. No, it's forty dollars, thirty dollars. The five hundred gigabyte Uncharted one is three forty nine ninety nine. But the, the limited Black Ops edition speed. Star Wars Battlefront is three nine 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 nine. I guess. Well, the Black Ops three PS four looks atrocious. I like it. Ben, get off the podcast. I'm taking over. <laughs> I hate the I hate the controllers, but I like the console itself. You you mean with those big um, three, not with the big number three uh, skin? That one. Yeah. Ew. I kind of like it. I wouldn't buy it, but I kind of like it. That's literally like, you know, let's just rip the people off and make something of a special edition. Hey, guys, we have some leftover threes. Yeah, just use that. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt about it. You can, you, If you have a whole franchise available to get some artwork, it doesn't even have to be art made by the studios. There's so many fans doing fan art. Why not even contact one of them, maybe? No, let's just put an ugly ass three on top of the PlayStation. Well, my yeah. mate has a PS4 I mean, that's a wooden skin. It's amazing. Look at look just... at the sword art on the line PS4 limited edition one. That is one I would buy. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, that. I think it's the same for the Star Wars edition, the limited one, because that's one with uh, Darth Vader on it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with that. Why use your average icon instead of coming up with something? Different, like the make it more Star Wars one that was shaped like R two D two and played the Star Wars music when you turned it on. Yes, at least that's a little different because you know if you look at Star Wars merchandise, Darth Vader is one of the merchandise things that you'll find the most. So why would you go for a Darth Vader one if you really want to make it a, a, an interesting limited edition? Why not go for something different? I'm not saying go for Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I want the Jabba <laughs> but... the Hutt PS4. <laughs> yeah okay you turn it on no but um just if you have a whole franchise available don't go for the easiest image you can go for that's the only thing that I don't get about limited editions I don't know I, I don't have a problem with the Darth Vader one it's very subtle you know it's it's simple like I don't want him to overdo it like I think the Destiny one is a little overdone yeah I is he I agree with that. As on it. I, I personally, I think the Darth Vader one is just fine. It's black and it's got an outline of Darth Vader. Yeah, it's simple. But, like you said, it's a simple image, but I think that's <laughs> really what they want. It's very subtle. It's just him. I can get that. But for instance, um, why not go for, you know, with the fans on the back, why not go for one of the Stormtroopers helmet things? You mean, I mean, the game mostly is around Stormtroopers. Yes, there are characters like Darth Vader and Han Solo incoming, but if you play the game, you don't play with those characters as much. And you could perfectly make it a Stormtrooper helmet. You have the fans on the back, you can use that. You have the whole beeping thing, you can use that. You can make it interesting, but it kind of feels like 
they just quickly went for Darth Vader because it was an easy solution. They should make the, the when you turn it on, it should make the lightsaber effect as the light changes from colors. That'd be a lot. Yeah, that'd be interesting to to turn it on and be like shoom. <laughs> oh, it should be even better. Like when you turn it on with the PlayStation button, you know, when it's like turned off, it starts breathing from Darth Vader's breath voice as it turns on. Wait, yours doesn't do that. <laughs> I do that on my phone. You should send it back, Gary. <laughs> but I think we should get to the topic at hand here, the, the $50 price cut. Yeah. Boo prices. <laughs> yeah, this, that's, was the, this was the article, yeah. This is why I left this article to last, because I knew we'd ramble. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. $50 price cut. I'll go first. Yeah, why not? Fifty dollar price cut. It, it's the price cuts when there's. It's the perfect time. Yeah, well, Sony has no games, really. So. Well, people would argue that. Yeah, so the price cuts will help people want the third party games, like the Call of Duties, the Battlefronts, the Tony Prony Hawks Toe Skater. Need for Spiderinos. Nobody's going to buy a PS4 for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. If Hawks. you buy a PS4 for that game, you should never play video games again. <laughs> Prony Hawk's Toe Skater. <laughs> um, um, I think it's... And then you've yeah. got... Yeah. Yeah, those are the games. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, I think it is the perfect time. Uh, you don't have the big heavy hitters coming out this year. Um, obviously, Uncharted... Nathan Drake collection, some can say, is a big heavy hitter, but not really. Um, I think it's just a great value. But well, you know, if you look at it, actually, it is because if they are right about the eighty percent that didn't play Uncharted trilogy on P- PlayStation Three, then it kind of is a big hit for PlayStation Four, because that means there's still eighty percent of the people who haven't played it. So that's still quite a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, it'll be interesting to see the sales for it once the MPDs come out at the end of the month. But, um, yeah, you know... I'm tempted to buy it, to be honest. Uncharted Collection? Yeah. I'm just going to buy it because I love those games and I would love to play them on the PS4. But, yeah, I mean, they don't really have anything of their own coming out next month, um, as far as I know, off the top of my head. That's why I think these bundles, personally, I think these bundles are a great idea for Sony. You know, cash in on on the Star Wars Battlefront PS4. You know, sure, you know, you may not like what it looks like, but a lot of people do. And they're going to eat that bundle up. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the the fastest selling bundle they've released so far. Is that Battlefront one. Um, I mean, yeah, why not? You know, perfect time. Sony's already has this huge lead over Microsoft. You may not have the games, but you have a lot of these exclusive DLC content coming out for the third-party games. Um, drop the price. I think it's the perfect time. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> so, yeah, with... It would have been even more amazing if just for the holiday season they dropped it $100, then they would have just destroyed Microsoft this holiday season. Yeah, but, but then, they would that, that, probably the lose money too. <laughs> No, no, do a permanent $50 price drop and then say December comes, you know, from, you know, <laughs> December 10th through the 25th or the 26th, 
drop it another 50 well, Gary, you know, the time and Gary, then bring it back up. Gary. Just do that one day. That's more than enough. Gary. Yeah. Black Friday. There is Black Friday, yeah. Oh, well, damn. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not necessarily um, Sony's decision. That's retailers. If yeah, but still, I can see... I can see either another price drop for, you know, by retailers for Black Friday or a bundle of games. But I can mainly see a price. I can see it being slashed another fifty dollars for Black Friday. I think it's it would be a fantastic idea. Yeah. Sure, you might lose some money if you did that, yeah. but you'd probably sell out of PS4s in stores easily if you if it's a hundred dollars cheaper. They can go, it kind of prints money, but not really. Be through lost money, but kind of does. Uh-huh. The well, only thing I don't get is that they still go for like 500 gigabytes. By now, you should realize that one terabyte is way better. So yeah. why is the Uncharted bundle with one terabyte? Oh no, the Black Ops one is the only one That's <laughs> with I agree with you. Yeah, why? Why is not? Uh, yeah, Star Wars limited edition 500. Limited edition Disney Infinity Star Wars 500. Nathan Drake's 500. You know, you would think that if you realize that all your games are about, let's just say, 50 gigabytes each, mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of games, yeah, that's not going to fit. <laughs> so sooner or later, you're going to have to swap your drive or throw games around to see what you're going to play and what you're not going to play. So it's pretty disappointing that they don't actually go for one terabyte. You can keep the same price instead. Just give us one terabyte. That would be better as well. Yeah. Okay. And you can easily replace it for a lot cheaper than what yeah. they're offering too. So. Anyway, guys, we one terabyte, sixty bucks. We're gonna leave these topics and go to our reviews. Let's um, do it. We're gonna go to straight because we only have a few reviews that I know about this week. Um, we did a lot of them last week, like the NHLs and the, and the other stuffs. Um, so this week we've got this this five. The Alliance of... We didn't do NBA Live. I thought we did NBA Live last week. No, we didn't. Okay, well, I'll do that next after <laughs> one second. All right, Remember no, we no. sells. Okay, I thought we were going to sneeze, but no sneeze. We'll, <laughs> we'll do Disagaya first. Disagaya 5 is an excellent title for any gamer, but the interesting mechanics, impressive visuals, and expansive universe make it a must-play for a tactical RPG if you... If, Influists. Uh, God damn it, I can't say it today. A uh, huge sprawling world which takes 20 to 30 hours to complete, but you could easily spend 100. Combat mechanics are unique with a lot of great additions for, for a TRPG. I don't TR Tactical RPG, okay. Uh, the game's sense of humor is unique and charming and generally funny. We dislike some repetitive dialogue and minimal character development make the story a bit stale. Uh, there may be only one bad song in the soundtrack, but it's the one you hear constantly. A uh, Red Madness is an annoying frat boy and you can't get rid of him because he's the main character and one of the strongest fighters, 8 out of 10. Kevin. Yeah. Um, nice score. <laughs> I'm not really sure what I should say about it. I've never played a Disgaea game. So, um, but it's, it's nice if it's such a decent game for fans. And Gary. Oh, man. Um, I could have been the one to review this game. It takes to complete these games. 
Um, I love this. Used by JP, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, GP. No, no, it wasn't. It was uh. It wasn't. Somebody else. Then uh, so why does it say GP on the bottom? Anyway, carry on and I'll. Yeah, I'll sorry. Start. No, it's. And no, I love Disgaea. I think it's a fantastic franchise, um, but it is really hardcore. Oh, no. Uh, right, let's say it was by Ishiyabrosuri. Sorry for butchering your name. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Isaiah Rosier, I think. Isaiah Rosier? Uh, yeah, that. Sorry if you butchered it. <laughs> we but tried. Yeah, no. yeah um. Yeah, the sky is fun. It, it is. It's a lot of fun, especially for the tactical RPG. It's the tactical RPG to beat, in my opinion. It has been for a while now. Um, its humor is fantastic. Um, I do want to pick the, up the sky of five. I have all the other ones, but I just know how time consuming those games can be. And yeah, fair enough. I played this like this Gaia four on the Vita. And I was rubbish at it, so that's why I put. I didn't go for it. Yeah, you can easily die in the first battle you have unless you're really tactical about it. So, uh, MB, now we'll get to our next review, which is obviously completely connected to RPG games. NBA <laughs> 2016 by Timothy Nunes. NBA um, is well known for its RPG elements. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the final word. Uh, there's not much positive to NBA Live 16 apart from the unique menus and the well-conceived game mode. See, game mode, RPG. Uh, Gameplay's borderline crippling. See, it's just hard. Anyway, leaving the pro- final product on the whole incomplete. Uneven growth keeps this year's out in from being justifiable on anyone's radar. Uh, borderline into menu execution. Welcome new players. Dislikes. Deters basketball aficionados. Uh, clunky, slow gameplay AI and animation in rich rising stars. So what he's saying is, the players all play like me. So the AI is unbroken. <laughs> it's just all designed to be like me. Sorry, Tim, oh, you, you reviews wrong. It's just the chilly <laughs> NBA Live 2016 edition you got. Uh, he gave it a 4.5 out of 10. Uh, the B in NBA stands for Ben. Yeah, see. <laughs> no Ben action. National Ben Association. <laughs> There you go, see? Uh, It's great. um, Anyway, Gary, are you excited for the NBA Live 2016? No, I'm not excited for it. Um, It's just EA trying to get into the market of 2K, which has been dominating that market with NBA, and they've been failing hard since they came back. They had one, and they took like two years off two, three years off to reinvent the franchise and obviously they haven't reinvented it very well. So. I wish I hadn't sold them the license to my name. <laughs> they would have bought it right away. Yeah. Um, well, I had to sell my license to the game so I could afford to fund the Shenmue's. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what do you think of uh, NBA? Oh, hello, Gary's fan. What do you think of NBA? <laughs> It's very bleep. <laughs> we have to beep that part out. No, um, NBA Live. Well, I've played a basketball game once. I don't know if it was from 2K. I think it I was. I was going to say I played a basketball once. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a movie. Um, no, <laughs> I've never been a basketball, but 
I have played a NBA game. I think it was by 2K. But I couldn't wrap my head around the whole game, so I quickly gave up. Um, comparing the scores between the NBA Live and the NBA game from 2K, it's quite interesting to see that sports games by other companies than EA actually do very well. Because <laughs> if you look at FIFA, I know it probably does very well. But you see a lot of people that say it doesn't really progress that much. So I guess e-sports games don't really progress as much as other companies progress their games. If that makes any sense to you guys and to the podcast listeners uh, out in the world. It's all sports, it's all, all the same to me. Yeah, I kind of get that. He does a throwy thing and then there's a cheer. <laughs> and, and he scores! Yeah, see, yeah, it's a it's a it's a sports. Anyway, we'll go to Metal Gear Online by Timothy Nunes. Um, it is Metal Gear, and it is online. The final word is in the intersection of the host is a deciding factor in how good the experience is in Metal Gear Online. Even with the stellar multiplayer and paper limitations, hard in in acted by the lack of dedicated servers, keep this from being what it could and should be. And he liked the immersive perk system, the locations. Revi- location revitalized for multiplayer. It dislike victory often favors, favors the host, the host shotty, and party system man matchmaking. matchmaking. He gave a seven point out of ten. Kevin, are you, do you have you played the Metal Gear Online? No, and I'm not really interested. Um, as I said in previous podcasts, somewhere I tried Metal Gear once and short, shortly said it wasn't exactly my thing. I managed to slide off a cliff in three seconds within starting. <laughs> and um, it's it's not really my type of game. Um, it's, it's nice to see that they have a new game again, because, you know, Metal Gear 5 is just out, isn't it? So... Well, no, it's seeing... not new. It's with Metal Gear 5. Yeah, okay, so it's kind of... Well, it's it's being seen as a separate game. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it like that. So it's it's nice that they actually have an online now. I don't know if that was in the past as well. Um, yeah, Metal but it's Gear good to see three and four had online. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to see that they now dedicate a lot of time, I guess, to try and get the multiplayer better than the older games. If that's not the case, then I have no idea what I'm talking about. Over to Gary, please. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Gary's phone? Which which one is it? Uh okay. Um I'm really surprised by this score, honestly. Um I played it yesterday uh for about an hour and a half and I was so beyond disappointed with it that I'm never gonna play it again, probably at this point. Um there's a huge difference. You can tell there's a huge difference of when Kojima and his team did the multiplayer in Metal Gear Solid 4 and 3, and then this one, which is done by a North American team, I believe. I, th- I believe the team is in- from Canada, actually. Um, huge difference. Um, you can tell. The past Metal Gears, there's a lot of emphasis to play it, the multiplayer, like you would play Metal Gear Solid, with some of the stealth sequences. You know, you can still have the firefights, but sneaking around was prime. You know, you really had to do it to survive. 
in this one, you can go in guns blazing, just like any other shooter nowadays, and have the same experience. Um, I feel it's incredibly unbalanced. Um, if you have a D-Walker, you're pretty much a tank. Nobody can stop you. If you're one, somebody will get up behind you, behind you and take you out. Um, very difficult to do. Um, yeah, it's like the matches lasted probably like two and a half minutes, maybe a minute and a half for me. A lot of the time I played all the game modes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I was not impressed at all with it, quite honestly. I'm very surprised by the score. I really thought the way Tim made it sound, I thought he was going to give it a lot lower score than that. But if he had fun with it, he had fun with it. You know, that's that's his opinion. Well, the but, next review... Oh, sorry, come out. No, sorry. For me, it's not. It's not very good. Well, the next review is by Will Robertson, the Talos Principle Deluxe Edition PS4. Uh, final word is one of the most intellectually stimulating experiences. So definitely not this podcast on PS4 <laughs> with imaginative puzzles. That that might be up on podcast. Fantastic atmosphere and brilliant expansion that builds uh, tremendously on the core game. We, he liked the intelligent and philosophical, philosophical. See, I can't even say it. And philosophical story, philosophy, philosophical, philosophical. philosophical. That's that's a word that I was going to say. Uh, superb atmosphere, addictive gameplay. Uh, he disliked the many puzzles, providing little to no challenge. He gave it a nine point zero out of ten. Do you want the Talos? Yeah, Kevin. Do I want what the Talos? The Talos? Principal Deluxe Edition. Oh, <laughs> Nutella. I thought you said Nutella. <laughs> um, no, actually, it sounds interesting. I haven't played it yet, but it's something that it's on my that's on my list of games that I definitely am going to check out. It sounds interesting. Puzzle game keeps you busy for a while. And yeah, definitely a game I'm going to check out eventually. I hope I do not forget about it, though. And, and Gary... <laughs> Are you after the Talos? I am after the Talos, actually. Um, I'll probably get one. It's a little bit cheaper, actually. Um, I have it already on PC. Back when it came out, I think uh, last year it came out on PC. Um, it is a fantastic game. The puzzles are really fun. Um, they are a little bit simple, some of them, but I'm, I'm totally down with the puzzle solving. really helps stimulate the brain. So I do plan on picking this up on my PS4 eventually. And the final review is the Ask Creed issue one by Richard Archer, a, an old reviewer that used to be on our site that has come back to write this review for Ask Creed, which I'm surprised Mike didn't want to do, to be honest. Uh, an intriguing first chapter in the ongoing Ask Creed comic book series that shows great promise. Uh, we like the faithful to an AC franchise. Smooth and excellent art. Salem Witch Child seems full of possibilities. We dislike the some neat the exposition in scenes. Secondly, characters suffer from a lack of personality. 7.5 out of 10. To be fair, it is a first issue. Gary, are you after this foil first edition mint ass creed? <laughs> well, you know I'm a huge comic book fan. Um, I would have loved to do this, actually. Um, I would have loved to pick it up as well. But the problem is, is it has, I guess, connections to the last three Assassin's Creed games. The last three being uh, Syndicate, which isn't out yet, Unity, and Black Flag. 
And since I haven't played any of those, I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Not that I really care, because I'm probably not going to play yeah. them anyway. <laughs> That's why I'm really surprised that Mike didn't want it. I mean, it's Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, do you ben. want Ask Creed's review episode one magazine? Comment no, back? sir. <laughs> magazine. It, it comes with a Mr. T trading card. If you watch Still card, no. If you watch... <laughs> If you watch your top of the profile, you get that. Dun, 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 dun. No, um, it's Assassin's Creed. The series has gone backwards for me. The only two Assassin's Creed's that I really liked was the first and the second one. Then from there on, it it just went backwards for me. I didn't feel like they actually cared about the game. And, you know, I played it on PC, and I don't know about you guys, but it didn't work at all it had glitches everywhere you know the usual stuff for ubisoft so climb the towers yeah yeah exactly the tower stuff that's like ubisoft's trademark um i have pre-ordered syndicate because you know i like the big ben case i'm probably gonna try it out as well see if it's as glitched as uh unity was at release i, I broke it so bad at the at Eurogame that the developers didn't even understand how I broke it. <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I went to a which, room they didn't know existed. Yeah, that doesn't even surprise me. You do know that. <laughs> and I also, my mate also went up a zip line that didn't exist. Did I say that? I can't remember if I said that. I don't remember you you saying about the zip line. Uh, you've got a zip line ability where like you're Spider-Man's and you shoot a zip line and you can climb up it. Oh, okay. Um, but he shot the zip line, but the rope disappeared. So he was just climbing thin air. <laughs> Special edition. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got Syndicate pre-ordered, but it's not like, you know, talking from a collector's experience, I'm not really into collecting everything from Assassin's Creed. I'm not a big comic book fan, so short answer, no. Okay, well, we're, 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 this short podcast has ended up being one of the longest ones ever. <laughs> so we're going to round it up with, what have you been playing? Oh, let's put a name on the hat. Gary. Yo. What have you been playing? Oh, what have I been playing? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dog? Oh, and how can people contact you as well, by the way? Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, well, I have been, like I said, I played a little bit of a Metal Gear Solid 5 online. Um, very disappointed by that. Um, I've been playing some uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, very hit and miss for me uh, right now. I find that um, the Empire is severely overpowered compared to the Rebels in every way. <laughs> um, I actually haven't won a single match uh, with the uh, the Rebels on uh, Walker Assault because I have no idea how to win that thing with those guys. Um, I'm assuming you have to destroy the two Walkers, but I don't know. Um, I haven't won a match with the Rebels in that. Um, I I do think the game is very pretty. I think it looks really good, especially the snow, how it it glistens and it's like a little crystallized when uh, when you look at it up close. That's really cool. I'm a sucker for the small details. Uh, some of you guys may know, um, and snow, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, did not like the the pod drop thing. Um, I think that. That match was a little iffy for me. Um, 
but yeah, overall, uh, I did enjoy the beta. I'm surprised that it actually worked for me. I know Kevin's had a lot of issues with the beta, technically. Um, I haven't actually ran into very many issues, except for the, the standard Battlefield issues where I can apparently jump over a boulder, but I get stuck on a pebble issue, which has happened a lot uh, since Battlefield 3 has come out. And this game has the same issue. I, why can't I run up this perfectly designed hill? You know, why do I keep sliding off, but I can climb this freaking jaggedy mountain? Like, really? Uh, stuff like that just bugs me. Um, I'm all constantly getting stuck in those games, and it really irritates. But other than that, I've also been still playing The Witcher 3, uh, doing my Death March difficulty to get my Platinum Trophy for that. Um, I'm also, I guess I can talk about it, because I'm not under really embargo for it. Um, I am doing the Hearts of Stone expansion DLC for it as well, uh, so stay tuned for that review when I'm able to finish it. Super excited about that. And I think that's all I've been playing, actually, this week. Yeah. And you can contact me on Twitter at Gagalush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or at my PSU email at Gary, that's J-R-R-I, at PSU.com. Okay, and now Kevin, what, what do you what, what have you been playing, and how can they contact you? Um, I'll start off with the contacting thing, so I don't forget that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mister Waxweasel, W A X W E A Z L E. I'm on the forums as well as what? Yeah, as Waxweasel. Uh, I don't know why I doubted that. <laughs> um, you can email me as well, Kevin rumbouts at psu.com uh, yeah I'll, I'll throw the uh, description stuff um, the contact stuff in the description as well of the podcast so keep a look out for that if you want to contact someone and what have I been playing like Gary said Battlefront um, mixed thoughts partly I was kind of intrigued because it was better than I expected at first but after playing a bit more, I got quite disappointed. And as Gary said, issues everywhere. I saw the big AT&T, uh, AT, AT, not AT&T. I walked up to it and I thought, you know, what will happen if you walk, if you walk underneath? So I'm behind it. I'm walking through, towards it and whew, I'm through the ground. And that's pretty much what happened for the next 20 minutes for like every five steps I take, I just fall through the ground. And literally everyone would have that issue because I would look around and I'd see people underneath the map as well. So that was pretty disappointing. I didn't get the whole Star Wars feeling either. More of a Battlefield skin. So for me, it's just Battlefield 4.2 instead, where Hardline is 4.1. Besides Battlefront, I have been playing the Nathan Drake Collection of Uncharted. Um, I had two editions reordered. One was cancelled. Still got it on release date the 7th. And I actually enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm really raging about it. But that's because I'm trying to play on Crushing Edition, or Crushing Mode, not Edition. Which is ridiculously difficult for someone who cannot aim anything in the world <laughs> on a PlayStation controller. I'm just really bad at aiming uh, on consoles. So I'm trying to work my ass off to get a load of headshots. And 
that's not working out, so I'm going to take a long time to get there, even if I don't give up. <laughs> but yeah, besides uh, it being difficult, it's really nice to replay them. Uh, they're actually really nice looking. Uh, it's it's fun to revisit those uh, locations where you remember from a while back that you played the first one or the second one. Um, hoping to get into the second one soon, because that was actually my favorite one. Then I guess Destiny would be the next thing. I've been playing with Ben and Aaron. Farsh. Um, yeah, I've said my thoughts about that earlier, so uh, I'm gonna skip that one. I, what the, what else did I play? <laughs> I actually don't really remember the rest. Um, I've I've just played some Bioshock Infinite on PC, but have I played any other games? Um, I have, but I don't remember which ones. So, what have you been playing, Ben? <laughs> well, I've been playing the Destinies. I got the Touch of Malice gun and the Sleeper Slimulant. Uh, they're both pretty good guns. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. The name of those guns. <laughs> uh, um, I played a bit of Warframes. I've been playing a lot of <laughs> the hands. In the last few days, I can't mention it because of NDA. Uh, I've also been playing Transformers Devastation, which my review should go live early next week. The review's written, I just got to submit it. Um, I, I enjoyed that game a lot, but it, like every Platinum game, it's way too short. Um, and that, that's all I've been playing. That's, that's all the games. Um, and yeah, you can contact me at ben.shillabithall at psu.com, chili underscore on Twitter, chili on NeoGAD, chili on PSN. I mean, I'm at 754 friends, I think, last I knew, so let's boost me up to a thousand. Can we make a thousand friends? Can we? Maybe. One day. Um. Tune in next podcast for the <laughs> epic conclusion of the Twitter account of Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and the the winner has been declared for my competition. It is in fact Aaron Varsh. He entered in recently. He sent me an email with the thing. Uh, there was four entries, so congratulations to everyone who entered. Maybe next time. Uh, Aaron, you have won a steel tin version of Destiny. We have a copy of the Taken King and the two DLCs. Uh, it is number eight seven four. It's eighty seven thousand. No, it's eight eight seven thousand eight. Yeah, eighty seven thousand four hundred seventy nine. That's the edition you won. The eighty seven thousand one. Congratulations. Uh, you've won a copy of Destiny. Still tin. Again, it's steely tinniness. Uh, I might be doing another competition again soon. Uh, I have a Fallout Four T-shirt. I can't decide if I want to keep or give it away. So we'll see. Email me. If you want a chance to win a Fallout 4 t-shirt, email me. Email me. Only 10,000 of this t-shirt has been made, so... Email me if you want a chance. And we'll see if anyone emails me. If people email me, then I might do it. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up with this, this incredibly long episode that was going to be short. Um, we're... Uh, I'm sure you're all thankful for the competitions. 
I'm sure you're thankful for this podcast. I th- I'm sure you you sat there going, man, what am I missing in my life? Well, I can tell you, it's you've, it's, you've got to thank God for me. Bye, everyone.